What's up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Wednesday, September 16th. Rankings Day, week two. We're going to break it down for you here coming up in just a few minutes. But before we get into it, and we're hitting the ground running today, baby. Before we get into it, I got to tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against the Sharks, which means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and a little sport called football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? A free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll get your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting into when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See the site for full terms and restrictions. All right, so there you go. That's the best way to help us out by signing up over there at Monkey Knife Fight and using that promo code RANT. But let's dive into it today. Rankings are officially up over at FTNFantasy.com. Projections are officially up and updated again. (laughs) If there's one constant in life, it's projections needing to be updated as soon as I update them. (laughs) Literally, as soon as I put them up, they need to be updated again. But whatever. It beats digging ditches. So anyway, let's get to quarterbacks here. And of course, at the top, it is pretty easy. It is Lamar Jackson. He's the number one until further notice. In most instances, even in a bad matchup, he's the number one. But the number two is not Patrick Mahomes this week. I actually have Mahomes at three. Dak Prescott comes in at two, and that is a pretty matchup. I think we're going to take advantage. This is another one until further further notice. Let's take advantage of the Atlanta Falcons. Let's go. Let's go. And with his weapons, and we'll get to it at wide receiver, but hey, if you have a piece of that Dallas passing game, I think you're going to be happy this week. And, and Zeke, too. Uh, Josh Allen actually comes in at four for me, believe it or not. It's against Miami. I mean, Allen, there were points where Allen did not look good <laughs> this week, this past week. But he still put up big numbers, and that's all that matters for fantasy purposes. If you have Josh Allen, you're good to go. Uh, so anyway, Josh Allen then... Kyler Murray in the five hole here against Washington. His mobility. I like the matchup. I mean, all is good there with Kyler this week. Russ has a tough matchup, but I have him at six right now. And it's because even in this matchup against New England, you know, his propensity to throw the ball to the end zone is going to bode well. So we'll talk about the the cornerback matchup on the podcast tomorrow, but I'm still going to start. I'm not going to overthink it early in the season. I'm still going to start Russ here. Aaron Rodgers back in our good graces after last week comes in at number seven against Detroit. Favorable matchup for him. Just made Mitchell Trubisky look good. Deshaun Watson sliding back just a bit. That's a tough matchup, but another one where I'm not going to overthink it against Baltimore. Drew Brees, not the best debut, but I still like him against uh, the Vegas Raiders. So he's at 9 at 10. Matt Ryan's going to put up yards. (laughs) He may not throw a lot of touchdowns this year, but he's going to put up yards. So slides in as a back-end quarterback one. At 11, Cam Newton. At 12, Tom Brady. So Newton with his running ability 
And I don't mind that matchup against Seattle whatsoever for him. Can we get a few more more passing attempts, Cam? And then Brady, I, I think we're going to see plenty of passing attempts. I think he rebounds this week. Just on the outside looking in, Big Ben is right there. So is Tannehill. I think Jimmy Garoppolo could be a streamer, but he's such low upside. Carson Wentz sliding back. He's at 17 for me this week. I'm not trying to use Joe Burrow on Thursday night here. He comes in at 20. I'm encouraged by the debut for Burrow, but I'm just not rushing out to get him in my lineup. Uh, so anybody else, you you know, you're probably fading here. People often say, well, hey, you didn't mention this guy on the rankings podcast. Well, that's probably why. All right, moving over to running back, and I'll tell you, McCaffrey's actually at two. So last year, there was one team who figured out the McCaffrey, the CMC cipher. It was Tampa. But again, not overthinking it, but just be careful. You know, it, it, don't freak out if he doesn't have the best game. I have Zeke at one, by the way. So Zeke at one, McCaffrey at two, Derek Henry at three. Uh, yeah, he he's coming off of a 100-yard performance, and I think he has a pretty darn good matchup in this one against Jacksonville. I'm not really going to read too much into last week because Marlon Mack got hurt, didn't really show us much. And by the way, I'll talk about, you're going to like this ranking maybe for the Colts' backfield. But that's in an in about 30 seconds, because Kamara comes in at four. I love Kamara. I love the role. I love, you know, pretty much everything about it. Dal Cook, not a great matchup against Indy, but the volume there is key. He comes in at five. Saquon at six. Just down, downgrading expectations just slightly, but I still, I, I mean, he's still a rock-solid RB1. So, c- come on. Come back to me a little bit if you drafted him at two overall. Don't, don't panic too much here. Uh, up next is Jonathan Taylor. Yes, that Colts backfield. I am very bullish on Jonathan Taylor this week. He's going to be an RB1 play. He's going to get fed the rock, and I don't mind the matchup. Josh Jacobs in at uh, eight. Tougher matchup for him this week, but he's so heavily involved. Clyde edwards Lair at nine. And another one, this is a little bit of a tougher matchup across the board for Kansas City. That's why Patrick Mahomes slid back just you know one spot. But still, he's an RB1. I expect Joe Mixon to rebound on Thursday night. He comes in at 10. 11, Aaron Jones scored another touchdown. Kenyon Drake at 12. I like the way they used him. They used a little bit more Chase Edmonds, but I'm not, you know, I'm not overly concerned there. Raheem Mostert, Nick Chubb, 13-14. Nick Chubb, if they didn't abandon the run, I think he would have been just fine this past week. Uh, and Mostert is Mostert is steamrolling up the board here, man. Borderline RB1 for me. Austin Eckler at 15. I hope they use him more in the passing game this week, so we're tempering expectations just a little bit. Todd Gurley at 16 versus Dallas. Yeah, this is basically about where Todd Gurley is going to be. At 17. This is the week. Ronald Jones. He gets Carolina. I mean, it's just a dream matchup, so we're upgrading Ronald Jones this week. David Johnson at 18. Tough matchup against Baltimore. Like what we saw in week one, though, out of him. Kareem Hunt at 19. I expect him to be involved this week pretty heavily. Chris Carson gets a a downgrade against New England down to 20. I'm tentatively ranking Miles Sanders here at 21, but this is more just so I can talk about him because this is not where he'll be ranked if he's good to go. If he is, in fact, good to go this week, I will have him all the way up at about 10, all right? Uh, after him, Melvin Gordon. I love the fact for Melvin Gordon that we're not going to see Philip Lindsay for, well, at least this week, and it sounds like a little bit longer than that, but I hate the fact that he's facing Pittsburgh. That Steelers defense is, that defense is no joke, man. No joke. Getting all tongue-tied with it. Uh, Mark Ingram at 23, 
not overly concerned by last week, and I'm not going to read into the blowout with their usage. Malcolm Brown comes in at 24. I know that people might you know want to be more bullish on him because he was really the top waiver out of the week, but the team did use a lot of Cam Akers there in week one, so let's not get too out of control with Malcolm Brown just yet. Naeem Hines at 25. I think he, you know, basically back end, uh, you know, back end RB2 for him. After him, I, I like what we saw to J.K. Dobbins, so I think he could possibly flex him out. Benny Snell will move up if James Conner can't go. Dave Montgomery, James Robinson rounding out that top 30. Couple situations. I'm still I'm still a little iffy on the Bills backfield. I like that Moss was used in the red zone. I just don't want to use him myself. Adrian Peterson. I like how I like his workload, but I'm I mean he's Adrian Peterson. At this point, he's such a low upside guy. Such a low upside guy. Anyway, moving on to wide receiver. And with Michael Thomas slated to miss time here, well, Devontae Adams is now the number one. And I'll tell you, he is projecting out with uh, basically about a dozen targets, which is a crazy high number for projections. Julio at two. He saw a dozen targets last week. D-hop. D-hop at three. I'm so happy that Kyler Murray is, in fact, looking his way early, often, and everything in between because it only made that much sense, right? That was That seems like it was the missing piece there for Kyler Murray last year. He just didn't have a guy like that. Fitzgerald's phenomenal. He's a future Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. But, you know, he's at the end of his line. And and Christian Kirk is more of a complimentary player. He could be a very good complimentary player. That's not a knock on Christian Kirk whatsoever. But you need that alpha. Well, you got that alpha now. And boy, oh boy, <laughs> Kyler was looking his way like crazy. So I love D-Hop this week. And I love him going forward. Uh, he, he's going to be a high-volume guy. High volume guy. And he also has upside. We know that. Uh, Chris Godwin at four. Now, part of that is um, I'm being a little uh, pessimistic in terms of Mike Evans and where he is injury-wise. I don't think he'll miss time, but is he going to be hobbled by the injury? But we'll keep an eye on that. I will tell you this. Bruce Arians talked about Mike Evans, said he he you know sort of regretted not moving around the formation. I looked at the I looked at where he lined up. He was all over the formation, so I don't know what Arians was talking about there. Anyway, uh, Tyreek at five, tougher matchup, but I don't expect shadow coverage there. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Allen Robinson may be disgruntled, okay, but he's still a top ten play for me. I have him at six against that Giants secondary. Adam Thielen on the rise after last week, coming in at seven. Amari Cooper in that beautiful matchup at eight. Calvin Ridley at nine. All right, I'm warming to it. I think this is one of those years where Matt Ryan throws for 4,900 yards because, well, it's basically every other year. And I really like the way they use Calvin Ridley. Watching that game back, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I was a little low. I I don't think he's going to be a a top 12 every week guy, but maybe I was a little low having him as more of a, you know, number 20, number 19, number 18 guy. Maybe you should have been more like 15 in fantasy drafts. But anyway... That's still only based on one week, so we'll see, but I am I am bullish on him this week. I like that Juju Smith-Schuster basically said, yep, it was the fact that I didn't have a quarterback and hits the ground running here in week one. I like him at, at 10. Terry McLaurin at 11, because who else is going to catch the ball? Now, it could be a Patrick Peterson shadow in that one, but that's not as intimidating as it once was. 
Woody at 12. Yeah, Robert Woods at 12 against the Eagles. Uh, that could be a, sa- a shadow, and I don't think it matters for Woods. DJ Moore, A.J. Brown back-to-back at 13 and 14. I expect bounce-back performances from both of those guys because they were targeted. That's really the key number. Look at those opportunities. Look at the targets, and, and then we'll take it from there. Uh, Marquise Brown after that uh, at 15, Tyler Lockett at 16. Brown, I think Bradley Roby shadows Brown. Bradley Roby shadowed Tyreek Hill this past week, and that was a little part of maybe why he was a little quiet in that one. So just be careful, but I still like Brown as a wide receiver too. He's got a lot of juice uh, right now for fantasy purposes. Uh, so after him, Tyler Lockett, then Michael Gallup at 17, and that's I Tyler Lockett has the better matchup, by the way. I'll talk about it tomorrow, but he has the better matchup. It's not a good matchup, but it's the better matchup, so this is a week where I like him more than I'd like DK. That's going to flip back and forth, I think, this season. Anyway, Gallup and then DJ Chark at 17 and 18. Gallup, giddy up against that Atlanta secondary, and Chark, solid wide receiver too. Will Fuller, I loved what we saw out of him in week one. He is at 19, which technically is an upgrade, but I would have him ranked higher if he wasn't facing Baltimore. Keenan Allen at 20. Somebody's got to catch the ball. Cooper Cup at 21. This feels like more of a Bob Woods week. Stephon Diggs at 22 on the rise against the Miami secondary. I have Jarvis ahead of OBJ this week. I have Jarvis at 23, OBJ at 25. That could flip-flop, but that's where I am right now based on projections. TY is in between them at 24. I mentioned uh, DK. He actually comes in at 27 this week. Manny Sanders one spot ahead of him. I'm not overly bullish on Manny Sanders this week, and I'll talk to you a little bit about why that is when I get to tight ends, all right? Marvin Jones at 28. Who? Marvin Jones. Uh, We'll see what happens with Kenny Galladay. Uh, Julian Edelman at 29. You know, not not a high ceiling with him, but you kind of know what you're going to get. CD at 30. So all three Dallas receivers are in the top 30 against Atlanta. Deontay Johnson, like what we saw to him in week one, and from a volume standpoint, especially at 31. At 32, Jamison Crowder. It's a tough matchup, though, against San Francisco. So, you know, don't undersell the matchup. John Brown. At 33, Mike Evans at 34, uh, then and and that's that could go up. We'll, we'll see what his status is through the course of the week. AJ AJ Green, I almost said AJ Brown again. AJ Green at 35, Tyler Boyd at 36. I wish I could be higher on those guys, but I feel like for now that's probably the safest place to put them. So I didn't mention somebody like Darius Slayton. I have him just outside the top 36. You could possibly flex him out. Paris Campbell on the rise, but not quite a wide receiver three. Same with Robbie Anderson, Sammy Watkins, all guys on the rise. Mike Williams back at 48. These are guys who should be owned, right? Traycon Smith, I don't think you roll with him this week, but 48, 49 is his ranking, so he should be owned this week. Corey Davis. The Godfather Part 3 is at 50. And if you missed that on, on yesterday's pod, uh, just when we thought we were go- we were out, he pulled us back in. The Godfather Part 3, Corey Davis. Uh, he should be owned. He should be owned. Uh, anyway, moving on to tight end. There is a new sheriff. There is a new number one. There is a new elite, elite option. We probably should have been higher on him. His name is Mark Andrews. I have number one this week. I don't know if he's number one the rest of the season, but I have number one this week. Kittle is... I actually moved Kittle down to three, and we'll check on his status. So Kelsey, of course, is at two. But Andrews is now squarely in the conversation. But at number four, here's the impact of the Michael Thomas injury. I have Jared Cook at number four. 
I think he's the one who benefits the most, not Manny Sanders. So if you have Jared Cook, man, he didn't have a lot of upside heading in this season, but the next couple weeks, he's going to eat, baby. He's going to eat. Darren Waller at five, pretty straightforward there. He's the top target in that offense. Zach Ertz at six. I'm not overly concerned by week one because the volume was there. Seven targets for Ertz. Hunter, hey, Dre at seven. I liked how he, he looked good, I thought, in week one. Dallas Goddard, speaking of looking good, at eight. Yes, two top 10 tight ends on the same freaking team. Giddy up. It's 2020, baby. TJ Hawkinson at nine. He also looked pretty good in the opener. Let's see if he can continue that momentum. Tyler Higby at 10. I know some people are worried about him, but Gerald Everett is banged up. So Tyler Higby at 10. Let's let's just, you know, we'll wait. Wait and see. Hayden Hurst at 11, Evan Ingram at 12. Evan Ingram had the volume. He just didn't convert the volume into production, but I like the volume first and foremost. Noah Fant is very close, but it's against Pittsburgh. So he's at 13, Jonu Smith at 14. Gesicki, uh, don't, don't, don't panic on Gesicki. He faced the Patriots in week one, right? So he's at 15. Gronk at 16. He, I'm not dropping Gronk, but I can't use him. Austin Hooper down to 17. Chris Herndon at 18. But here's the player I wanted to get to really quickly. Logan Thomas. He's at 19. He's at 19. Okay, he's at 19, which means he could be owned. But I wouldn't go and do something crazy. Like I had somebody ask me if I if if um you know you would rather have Austin Hooper or him. Right. And I think, you know, he said he had Gesicki Hooper. And he's like, would you drop a running back or, you know, like whoever was on the low man on on his roster for uh, Logan Thomas. My answer was no. I'm not dropping a running back. Like if anything, I, if I'm going to pick up a tight end, I'm only rostering two. I'm not going to roster three. We're not going down that road. That is the highway to the danger zone right there for you. All right, don't do that. So I would drop one of the tight ends, and I'm not dropping Gasicki or Hooper right now. I'm going to let this play out for a little bit. I do think Logan Thomas should be owned. And by the way, I don't think Arizona is going to be this rock star of a matchup that we thought they were going to be, that they were last year. I don't think that's going to happen this year. So don't just say, oh, he's facing the Cardinals. Yeah, last year, yes. Last year, yes. But that's why I'm ranking him at 19. All right? So if you want these rankings, and these are a general set of rankings, I realize that. But if you want the specifics, if you want PPR, half point PPR, non-PPR, team defense rankings, kicker rankings, projections, all of that, you get them over at ftnfantasy.com. Go check it out right now for all the goods. Also, appreciate everybody reviewing the show on iTunes. If you haven't already, those help. Those reviews help a lot more than you know. So please do so. The easiest way if you own an iPhone is to open up the podcast app, go to my my podcast, which happens to be called The Rant, and then scroll to the bottom of that page and you'll see some stars, click them, and you're good to go. It's really that simple. You could also go on iTunes and, and rate and review. The, the Great way to help the show out. That promo code ran at Monkey Knife Fight and you're helping me out. And we'll keep this thing going. We will keep this thing going, baby. 57 episodes in, all right? At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show and I give you priority over everybody else. All right, tomorrow, wide receiver cornerback matchups. Oh, this one's fun. This one's fun. We have some data points now. This one's fun this week, and I'll talk about more of those shadow situations from last week on the show tomorrow. So I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. 